G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Shop in-store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. This is Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on SCNZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on SCNZ. It's Friday the 11th of Feb and it's just after 6 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for Breakfast. Thank you, Emma, for the news and yep, the little... We update uh, about the sad, sad day yesterday. Olsen Orikawa Filipina uh, passed away yesterday, so it's a sad day for the league world. Um, 1957 and passed away yesterday on the 10th of Feb. Um, he will 100% go down as one of the greats in New Zealand league, if not the greatest. Played 77 games for Balmain, Balmain Tigers, 18 for the North Sydney Bears, and he played 28 tests for the mighty. Kiwis. I had to have we watched a wee tribute about him um, yesterday and, and this morning. And uh, what a player. What a player he was. Uncompromising, physical, small in stature, but big in heart. And uh, yeah, it's a huge, huge loss in the sporting world and the league world. And we've got Tony Kemp. Tony Kemp will come on the show this morning to share some memories and uh, pay our respects to him and his family and, and his kids and his uh whole entire extended family so yeah all our love and, and prayers and thoughts go out to his family and rest in peace Olsen Orikawa Filipina um, there you go we're going to have Tony Kemp just after 7 and then uh, following that we're going to get into some Waikato stud racing preview this week we catch up with trainer Jamie Richards great horses and meetings are over in Australia there's going to be some great racing but it's here Tarapa and Jamie's got a nice wee stable racing on uh, Saturday, I'm looking forward to wrapping into some punting at home in front of the fire because the weather's horrible here. Um, but yeah, I saw race one, Baz, race one, Spirit of Baz, Baker Forsman uh, team, Spirit of Baz, won its last two starts and it wins, paying $2 something. So, mate, that might be a bit of you, but I've seen, I think it was about race five or six, Ballon Rouge, which I've got paid on his racing as well. So there's a few... Good horses racing on Saturday at Tarapa and overseas in Australia. Very elegant. Espiona. Well, whew, if you love the horses, you're going to be right up and about. Anyway, after that, we're going to, after 8 o'clock hour, we're going to have our last hour. It's going to be dedicated pretty much to the UFC because this is a big, big weekend of fighting. And if you're a fight fan and you're a city kickboxing fan, it doesn't get any better. Time to chat some UFC because the weekend is all about Israel Adesanya, Carlos Olberg, Mike the Blood Diamond, as city kickboxing look to dominate UFC 271. News yesterday that Izzy signed a new fight deal that rumours circulating put him behind the one and only Conor McGregor. So we're going to try and get some numbers. Uh, Scott Fontana, he's out of the US, uh, United States. He'll have all the inside goss. Look, we're, I think Connor's last fight deal was $100 million for six fights. 
something roughly like that, plus endorsement, plus pay-per-views, something like that. I think Izzy's only just behind that, so that just showcases how important Izzy is to Dana White and the UFC. Izzy getting paid. Eugene Berryman was apparently in tears. Um, the numbers were pretty astonishing, to be honest. So looking forward to chatting to Scott Fontana out of the United States about this weekend's card, but also try and get some numbers. Ooh, eh? That little McLaren he's driving might be sold when he gets home and get an upgrade to a Lamborghini. How good. Anyway, after that, we're going to remember, stay tuned, because we love having our wee little ufc theme competition. 8.40ish this morning. Got a UFC quiz thanks to the team at Musashi. Musashi, they are powering our athletes, as particularly Carlos Olberg over in the UFC. Hopefully he can get the job done. But thanks to the team at Musashi for your support. And we're going to rip into the UFC quiz at about 8.40ish. And, well, I won yesterday pretty controversially. Pretty controversially, but I'll, t- I'll take it. You know, the time ran out. We went over the news. Poor Emma was waiting. We had to try and get the answers right, but we had no idea. So it's going to be a little bit easier, but like always, give us a call anytime on the Kennard's Hire phone line. If you want to pass your wishes on to the Filipina family, give us a text on double eight double three, or give us a call and share your memories of, of the great the great man, Olsen, and uh, we'll put those to the to, uh, to the airways and share those with everyone else, your little thoughts. So give us a text anytime, double eight double three or 0800 150 811. Anyway, we've got a jam-packed show. That's enough of me. I'm going to say hi to the team in Auckland. Kez, Joe, Louie, Emma. And I'm going to say a real good morning to the one and only skipper, Spirit of Baz, McCallum. How are you, brother? <laughs> Very good morning, Is Good morning, everyone up in Auckland as well. Joe, Kez, Louie, Emma. Good morning to you guys. Fun Friday it's meant to be. But I will say, uh, yeah. I'll echo your sentiments around Olsen as well and, and his family. And yeah, just uh, another big New Zealander has uh, has unfortunately fallen. So that's um, very disappointing. But it sounds like he went down with uh, with the fighting characteristics that he had right throughout his, his uh, footy career as well. So sad moment for that. Uh, sad moment for the family. And I'm sure Tony Kemp will sum it up as... As he possibly yeah. as best he possibly can, but it was a lovely tribute there from you as well. Is um, you're right about the racing, mate. Plenty of good racing on not just um, tomorrow, but also there's a pretty good card at Awapuni today as well, which I'm sure Louis will go through uh, as the show goes on too. But there might be Ooh. a couple that we can just load our account up a little bit on, so that we can have a real sort of crack tomorrow afternoon mm. at the feature meeting at Tarapa and obviously over there in Australia as well. Um, I was really intrigued when you talked about Izzy Adesanya and, and his deal, when you talked about him maybe upgrading from a McLaren to a, a Lamborghini. <laughs> We're talking of Lamborghinis. Out there in the mm. kitchen, Joe, he's our Lamborghini, and he, well, he's he got a bit of sad news to share with us today, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, morning, yeah. Joe, but... Sad sad news, boys. Um, my girlfriend's left me. <laughs> So I don't mean to laugh, but explain her. You like she doesn't leave. No, nah, she leaves. You know, mutual, mutual, mutual. Right. She's going down to Wellington, so um, we terminated our relationship. But we went out for uh, dinner last night and just stayed up all night. And sorry, I should stop. Hey, hey, it's all good, man. It's it's positive vibes. Anyways, did she pay? Oh. <laughs> well, you you paid. Uh, I paid. 
Oh, what do we tell you, Joe? She's got to pay. <laughs> Why? Because you ain't going to see her again. <laughs> <laughs> I am so nervous right now for so many reasons. <laughs> yeah. So, that's all right, Joe. That's right. So, we feel for you, mate. We do feel for you. I know you're a little bit sad, but um, mate, things will get better. Things will get better. Just stay positive, mate, and the team will... Look after you after the show, I'm pretty sure. Should we go to the pub? And then Should we go to the reminisce. pub? Yeah. Man, Let's go to the pub. Do you reckon we should go to the pub? Boys, can you get on your jet? Yeah. Can you get the Valor chopper to get you to Auckland? Can you come to the pub? <laughs> oh. so, uh, let, let's just we'll dive be, a little we'll be, deeper on this. We'll be, We've got a bit of time before we have to get to an air break. So why don't we just go a little deeper on this as well. So, so Joe, yeah. you terminated you, in such um, beautiful romantic language. You said you terminated your relationship. So she's gone to Wellington, is it? To yeah, she's gone to Wellington. Study. Yeah, that's right. And you're obviously firmly fixed in Auckland now. So just the, the relation, long term relationship thing wasn't going to work. So you've decided to to opt out of that relationship, and you leave on good terms. Like you guys have have left. We left on really good terms. Yeah, no, it was great. I, um, yeah, no. I, it's just I'm so fixated on this job. This job is my life. I just can't. Um, I, I'm never going to leave Auckland as long as I work here, and hopefully that's for a long time. So, and she doesn't want to come nice. to Auckland. She doesn't like Auckland, uh, so it's never going to work, really. You know. Uh, effectively, I chose this job over her, um, and I think do it was a good you, decision. Do you think it'll? Do you think it'll yeah. take some time to get over this? This, or do you think you'll bounce back pretty quickly? Uh, I think it's going to take a long time. I, I, it took me, you know, twenty-two years to get my first girlfriend. So, um, yeah, it's pretty gutting. So, oh, that's right. So she, so you lost your virginity to this girl. I, I did. Yeah. That is why. What are we doing so here? I mean, there's, there's a lot of emotional attachment here. So I'm just trying to work out what, like, the emotional support that Joe's going to need as we move throughout today. Is important. Uh, I mean, I'd so love you boys to paint the picture. I'd love you boys to come down and for the weekend, and we can go out and have a fun time. I mean, that would be the best thing for me. Mm. Do you think you'll? Okay. Do you think you'll? For want of a better term, we, I mean, we we enjoy racing here, but do you, do you think you'll get back on the horse pretty quickly, or do you think <laughs> it'll take you some time? <laughs> take you some time. I think it's going to take me a long time, partially because I think she's listening, and uh, also yeah. because. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> also because I love she don't her. listen anymore <laughs> Joe you just take as much time as you need mate thanks just, man thanks for coming today Joe you're such a professional and uh, let, look, is Emma there is Emma there can we get Emma's opinion on this um, Emma's in the building somewhere Morning, oh. boys. Oh, oh. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Good morning, Emma. Oh. Oh. oh, Emma. Very good morning. Hello. Can you, have, have you got any advice for Joe, Emma? Um... We'll say I'm all about the single life, so it's probably not the advice he wants to hear. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Well, I don't do yeah, relationships, he's single. He's so maybe single she, now, he should so... try that out too. Oh, there you go, Joe. Yeah, there you go, Joe. Hey. Sound advice. <laughs> I, I just want to be loved, to be honest. I'm a real relationship hey, guy. you I think. can still be loved. It's just it's so much more fun being single. <laughs> okay. There you go, Joe. There you go, Joe. Some sound advice, oh, mate. You'll be so right. UFC Time's 271. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Time's a healer. Time's a healer. 
Good on you, Joe. If you've got any advice, give us a text on double eight double three for Joe. Uh, you know, he's just recently been heartbroken, but anyway, he's going to move on. And Emma said, single life is good. There you go, Baze. Mate, we're fixing, yeah. we're fixing lives oh. here, aren't we? Mate, I'll tell you, we're, we're not just about sport and racing on this show, you know. We're about mm. building young men and women for, for the future of life, you know. That's just what we're possible. Mm. We're giving out some really sage advice. Or not, depending on how it's received, I guess. <laughs> Joe, you're a sensitive soul, so we appreciate your honesty and sharing that with us on on air. And we hope that uh, the rest of your day and and your weekend is able to just be a little more positive. Hey, is what, what's your advice yeah. for Joe? Is? Um, <laughs> well, I kind of ripped them apart <laughs> off here, so I can't say what I can't say what I said off here to him. <laughs> but I think time's a healer, mate, and time will be fine. And uh, obviously, he'll be heartbroken because he really loved the girl. And um, yes. you know, she's having. I can tell you what is easy off here doesn't translate to a dessert pizza. <laughs> <laughs> dessert pizza. Yeah, I was quite mean. Yeah. I was quite mean off here. I was quite mean. But um, look, time's a healer, bud. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, we've got a text coming in. Too much info. Time to move on. <laughs> so we better move on. Everyone's had enough, but oh. nah. we'll we'll keep we'll keep checking on on you throughout the weekend, Joe, and seeing how you're going. Anyway, bears, we've been ripping some some sport here, bud, and some racing. Look, honestly, you big racing. This is quite a good subject. Are you, you want to keep going? I'm quite enjoy, quite enjoying trying to help Joe out. And spirit, steer him forward. spirit of Doctor Phil. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's, yeah. What about you just go to the pub, Joe? Go to the pub with the lads and, and Emma, have a couple of quiets and see what unfolds. Don't don't get on the gin. That would be my advice. Stay away mm. from the gin this Good afternoon. Advice. Good advice. Yeah? See? I think I might just there have a go. few quiet wines it. by myself tonight. <laughs> oh, don't do that either. Crikey. What, put a little bit of Pavarotti on in the background or something. <laughs> no, we're gonna go we're gonna go to the Paddington, Joe. We're gonna go to the Paddington. And if anyone wants to come by the Paddington and give you a word of wisdom and buy you a pint, we'll be there from the hours of nine oh one to well, who knows? And and uh we'll be right. You'll be fine. <laughs> Whoever's sent that message, come on. <laughs> oh, I'm not reading that one out. Uh, I'm not reading that one. <laughs> Fridays, Fridays are fun, aren't they? Yeah. Let's have a good time on a Friday. Yeah, man. I've got no advice because I've been in love for seventeen years, so you know I I can't really relate. Um, you know, so should we all go around the table uh, and say how long we've been in love for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it, Louis. Yeah, about four four and a bit years. I guess. Oh, about Cheers. about three at the minute. Yeah. Oh, what about it? Bears? I've been married for uh, 18 years as well. So, yeah, I'm in that boat. Yeah. So, see, now that now it's making Joe feel bad. Uh, I was in love for eight months. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Joe. All right, we'll talk about this as we unfold throughout the morning. But well, for now, we should... We should just go and take a little bit of stock. Why don't we just take a break? Someone go and give Joe a cuddle, and we'll be back on the other side. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.
Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It is coming up to 25 past 6 here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Well, we just had a wee chat about Joe, about Joe, and there's been a few good text messages coming through on the text line, just giving him a bit of support. Morning team, please tell Joe that if you get bitten by a dog once, then why do you want to get bitten again? Oh, oh, I don't know if she was a dog, but she she just made it. They made a mutual decision. They made a mutual decision, and uh, you got a bit of advice there, Bez? You got something? Oh, well, I'm not sure if you're a car man. Are you a car man at all? No, I'm not a car man actually. Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. It'd be nice to know, sort of. I mean, because you never know who's listening, right? Like your future wife could be listening this morning, and she might. Might have sort of decided that today was going to be a day where she she targets you and and hunts hunts you down to to begin a relationship. So I was just going to work out what sort of relationship guy you were based on, say, a car. Were you kind of a Lamborghini guy, or were you more of a sort of Toyota Camry guy? Um, but if you don't know cars, it doesn't really matter that conversation. Hey Joe, good news and bad news, my Kiwi friend. Bad news is you never get completely over your first true love. I'm 61 this year, so you've got a lot of wistful reminiscing ahead of you. The good news is you can stalk them on Facebook, Instagram, etc., and revel in any unhappy events that make public via social media. <laughs> That's Jeff from Australia. Thank you, Jeff. So there you go. There's, oh, there's some geez. positive <laughs> advice for you as well. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, let's talk, let's talk some sport. We don't want to keep going on. Poor Joe's current predicament he finds himself in. Hey, is coming up this weekend IPL auction. Um, so that's going to be mm. a busy old weekend um, with the auction being held in India. Um, amazing, really, eh? How much money is going to be spent on on players? There'll be a few Kiwi guys picked up. Expect Trent Bolt and um, Lockie Ferguson to be in high demand um, from the franchises. Mm. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a few other Kiwis who who will be picked up at, as well right throughout. But it's a fascinating time, mate, and we're trying to put together our squad. Um, you've got a lot of targets and a lot of guys you'd, you'd be really keen to try and uh, try and get a hold of and, and kind of set up your team around. But, gee, you need some luck in it, mate, because you've got 10 franchises all going for these same players. So, yeah, Flem and I, we're talking constantly, and we're sort of trying to feel each other out. So, like, oh, mm. you know, without actually saying... Any players, you kind of go, oh yeah, no, no, your batting's really strong, eh? As in, like, you don't need to be going for that batter that we want. And he'll be like, oh yeah, your fast <laughs> bowling it looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're sort of having a bit of without actually having the the conversation. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting, mate. But late nights, late couple of nights in front of us. Yeah, it's going to be late for you, mate. Come Monday, I'm going to have to get you a couple of coffees delivered from McCafe there, mate, because keep you up and flying throughout the morning, mate. But what, tell us about the, the, the like obviously you've, re, you've obtained, retained four players, your marquee players, your, your key signings at four, and then you've got a big list of the next crop. What if, so when those players come up that you're kind of certain to go for, or you're keen to get a part of your squad, have you got backup, like obviously how does it all work, like backups, because I've, Done, I've done the NBA drafts and nothing compared to this when I'm trying to get a player and I've got him locked in and then he gets taken, bang, straight before you and then you're just caught off guard. You're like, oh. So the planning involved, it must be mm. huge. 
Yeah, it is, mate, because the other thing is they come out in sets, the players, like it starts off the mm. marquee players, but you don't know, so you know what the set is, but you don't know what number that each of those players are going to come out. And say, for instance, you might have fast bowling. You want, you want an overseas fast bowler, so you might have a target that mm. you want to get one of them. There might be three of them in that marquee player group. And so you've got your the one that you want the most, but if he doesn't come out, say say one of the other one comes out and he's going a bit cheaper, and you go, oh, should we just should we lock him down? Which means that then the your number one target you're going to have to let go um, if you do secure it. Or conversely, if you save your money, thinking, oh, I'll wait mm. for that number one target, you miss the other two fast bowlers, and then everyone's on the number one. <laughs> then he goes massive overs, so then that affects the rest of your. Um, auction planning as well because you sort of align X amount of money to each player. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Do Do you have to fill your entire squad in the in the auction? Like if you get to the end and you've you've missed like a slot or two and you're like, oh, you know, can you? Is there still a window past the auction where you could bring in players to to fill those voids, fill the gaps? Well, you uh, have to well, fill so we'll squad. we'll try and buy. Uh, well, you don't have to, but you need a minimum of 18 players. Last year we had 25, um, just to give us a bit of COVID kind of relief. Um, this year I'd imagine we'd look around 21, uh, because the thing is if you have 25 players, they all need they all need time, right? Time in the nets, they need time with um, the coaches, they need um, investment throughout them. So it can be quite difficult to manage a, a squad of 25 when you're only, um, I mean, you've got 16 games, and so not, you got some guys there who who won't even play a game, but they still need managed and given the the opportunity. So, a smaller squad is, I think, a, a lot better. Um, so, roughly around twenty twenty one. Um, and if you you can then pick players later on as well, but they have to have been in the auction, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be really really oh. fascinating. Eight eight overseas players out of your squad. Mm. Um, and you can only play four at a time on the field, so you're sort of balancing all of that out. Um, but the other thing is this could be the last auction, so it's actually really important um, for franchises moving forward, the opportunity to set up your team for for a decade, you know? Um, I didn't Ooh, give you yeah. the tip. Coaches won't last a decade, but <laughs> the team will still be around. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> yeah. that's just that's what you, that's the mindset and mentality you've got to have is that you've got to try and prepare this to last a long period of time, so... It'll be really fascinating, and come Monday morning, we'll be able to uh, work out whether we were any good at the auction or whether we're in for a tough couple of seasons. But I think we'll be okay. We've put in the work, so we'd hope that we'll uh, that we'll be able to get a, a pretty decent squad, mate. But you got any? Uh, I know we got to get to the news and just see. You got any advice for us? Any players you think we should have a crack at? Ah, oh, look, mm. I I just like that. I like your opener. I'm watching you and the team last year, the Aya. He's he was really really good sure, last yeah. year, so you've obviously retained him already. Um, look, I'm just I'm happy to see some Kiwi boys get a real good paycheck. I know Balti, he's been great on the on the T20 stage. Hopefully, he you know playing for the Mumbai Indians, he was outstanding last year, so he'll probably get paid. Um, now I want to know from you, like uh, after after the news, we'll come back to it. Um, we we know all the big dogs are going to get paid, but do you see anyone anyone just under the the barrier of just about to break into being a, a superstar. Do you see anyone that's going to be pushing the the, the auction to, to the highest limits? You know, going to get some good money thrown at them. We'll come back to you after after the news with Emma and then have a wee chat about that after 
Louis does his little love racing update, mate. Thanks for that little insight. I hope you go well on the weekend. It's a big weekend for Baz McCullum as he goes and spends some crawl. Oh, plenty of it anyway. Coming up to the news with Emma. Here's the news with Emma for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ 26 away from 7 this morning, 11th of February. Yeah, we'll come back to Baz's thoughts on that question you poised, uh, posed to him. Is he about the IPL? Any up and comers? That's fascinating chat. A uh, bit of love racing.nz update here, though. Let's have a look and see what we can find. It is a massive weekend. Love racing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. It's a bit overwhelming looking at the fields for this weekend. To break it down as simply as I can put it, the spring is the Group 1 time of year where you have the Melbourne Cup and the Caulfield Cup and the Cox Plate, and the, the spring is really for racing. But just by the nature of how horses come into preparation and out, well, they don't race in the winter, the really good ones. Autumn is when the real good racing, it's probably slightly under the spring as far as a prestige level, but you get Group 1 racing again. There's races like the All-Star Mile, the Queen Elizabeth over in Australia. Um, really, really, really nice Group 1 races. So those top-line horses come back for the prize money in autumn as well. So tomorrow, both here and in Australia, you will see some of the star horses back at the track, including Probabile, who wants to go to the All-Star Mile. Mm. I think this is Probabile's last ever preparation. So if you're a Probabile fan, and she's got us all paid throughout the years, um, her, me and her teamed up to stop Zaki that day, which was one of my fondest memories. Um, if you <laughs> want to pay your respects to Probabile, <laughs> she's in the last at Caulfield, along with Carmelas and the famous Cambridge stud colours. So that's what's going on across the ditch. But Baz, you made the point, today at Awapuni, before we get to the weekend, there's actually a nice card, and there definitely is. It's the Taranaki Cup. Because of all these abandonments, these races have kind of all been crushed together. And the Awapuni, uh, the Taranaki Cup's been run at Awapuni in race eight, and there's a couple of nice chances. And Hurry Kane is a, a funny old horse, 41s and 8.50. It's a, a nine-year-old horse that's only had 20 starts. It always runs well in the Cups. This won't be its end goal, no, no doubt. Um, Alan Sharrick has the favourite. Our Hail Mary down there at number 11 in the Taranaki Cup. Yesterday he got the cash with Cinerama, and we can ask Kempi about that. He's in the ownership there. Our Hail Mary, if it jumps out of the gates, it should be hard to stop. But I just want to, before I throw back to the lads, point you towards race seven. This is one of the best and most even rating 74 races I've seen in a long time. Race number seven, the Pro Slab Manawatu sharing 15.50. Perfect scenario, Alhambra lad, Langkawi, Chase. He's a doozy, Hinipata, Chief Sequoia, Nestig, Champagne Sunday, Ivy Dazzler. There's about nine chances in this race. I know Clado would, would just be so disappointed if I didn't tip out Chase. Number five gets a good barrier. Dylan Turner knows the horse for Stephen Nicholas. $7 and $2.30. It was huge at uh, Trentham last start, and I know we should be chasing our money because we went on the good oil that day and we nearly got paid. But Chase in race at number seven in a very even field. Mm. You're getting good odds because the field's so even. Seven dollars and two thirty. That's for you, Clater. Here we go, lads. Chase. That's okay. mm. That's another omen bet for Joe, really, isn't it? There's a text who's come in <laughs> as well. Omen bet today for Joe. Race two, number thirteen. 
called Once mm. Bitten. So if you add Once Bitten and you multi it up with Chase, then you've got, there's a couple of bets for you, Joey, for the day. Do it. So I like it, Louis. I like it. I don't mind a, Lam- a Lambra lad in that same race, actually. Yeah. Sharrick's team is flying mm. at the moment. Now, you mentioned Cinerama just then. Wow, what a performance that was yesterday, huh? We'll get Tony Kemp to, to talk a, bit, a little bit about it, but Wooshka. Tabata won that race last year. Oh, you got to be a good horse to win that race. <laughs> there you uh, Yeah, no, his, his team absolutely flying. I think there's a bit of a late multi there as well when you add our home area uh, race eight. Yeah. Have you I've had a look at much? One, uh, oh. Oh, oh, here we go. I, I like, here we I, go. I've always, I've always loved this horse, and it's it's got me paid couple of times Altair Lad is in race four it's not a big field but it's in race four and it's draw number three and it's uh paying three three bucks three bucks in the tape so Altair Lad and number four race tape today I'm going to take that that's where my money's going Altair Lad just quietly that's a good field too there's only mm. six in it but you've got Shadows Cast More Wonder Summer Passage Altair Lad Mertens and gold bracelet. That's a hot field as well, isn't it? In the uh, what? What do you? How do you say that? Pahangin, Pahangin Cup. How do I say that? Pohangina. Yes. Pohangina Cup. Yeah. Pohanga. No, yeah, Pohangina Cup. Mm. There you go. Old tier lad, boys. Follow me in. Well, we'll ask Jamie Richards when we get him on later on what what the mm. chances are of uh, of old tier lad. Maybe you can load right up again on it. It is 6.39 in the morning. You know what we've got coming up next. Come on. There's two quizzes on our show, actually. There's two quizzes. One which is a rort I found yesterday. Yesterday was the Masashi <laughs> UFC rort that Louis runs and Izzy benefits from, and I somehow participate <laughs> in. And then there's this one. It's Quizzy Dag. And we love Quizzy Dag. And this one's a Super Bowl-themed Quizzy Dag. So if you want to take on the Ismaster, yeah. give yourself a little chance to win a $50 bonus bet with the TAB. Give us a call now, 0800-150-811. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is, it's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like a skipper bass. Louis, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag But good luck to our quizzies cause this ain't in the bag Oh, 800-150-811 now Give it a go Yes, good morning <laughs> Time for Quizzy Dag I'm up and about today cause Well, it's Friday and it's the weekend tomorrow I can't wait Sports galore, UFC on Sunday. How yeah, good. Anyway, I want to give you a bit of cash so you can, I don't know, have a wee flutter on the on the on the horses today, tomorrow, because there's lots happening, lots and lots happening. Anyway, we're going to get one of you paid. And first up, we've got Sam. Good morning, Sam. Sammy. Sammy, you, Sammy, you there? Hello. Hello, Sam. Sam. Hello. Sam. What Hello, is Sam. going on? <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Oi, push the... Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Anyway, Sam, we're going to have to 
Can you hear me? Let's move on. Hello? Mo nah. Luke, gonna go Luke. Move on. <laughs> Morning. Luke, you there. Morning. Morning. That's how it works. Oh, there we go. There we go, Luke. You're up first, brother. Here we go. Question right number on. one. How many times has Tom Brady played in the Super Bowl? Five, four. I'll find a friend three. straight away. <laughs> <Oy>. <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, it's not too so easy. Not in between. Okay. 10% okay. of 100. 10. <laughs> Great match. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> oh, my God. Lovely. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay, Lukey. Here we go. Who were the first team? Who was the first team to successfully win the Super Bowl? Who won the Super Bowl? Successfully won the Super Bowl. What do you mean? Who was the first team? Stop ever buying time, Luke. To, to win the Super Bowl. I'll oh, go. Uh, Five, uh, four, four, three, three, two. Three <laughs> oh, good. Good. All right, here we go. Question number three. The Patriots and which other team are tied to winning the most Super Bowls? Five, four, three, two, uh, one. Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh. oh. Now that was a gift. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to the previous right. one, which was well received. As opposed to knowledge. Here we go. Question number four. <sighs> what is the name of the trophy you get if you win the Super Bowl? Five, four, three, two, one. Oi. You got fast fingers, eh? <laughs> Here we go. Question no, number everyone five. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. All right. Question number five. Which stadium will the 2022 Super Bowl be held at? I need the name and the city. Five. The name. Four. The... Yep. Name of the no. stadium and city. Five. Uh, four, three. Two. Nah. One. No. Oh, oh, good effort though, good effort. Lukey, that was a great effort, bud. Great effort. Are we going back to Sam, are we? Am I here Sammy? Now? Hello? You there? <laughs> Hello? Oh, oh, yeah. Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hello? <laughs> uh, oh, nah, never mind, Sam. <laughs> See you later, brother. Have a good weekend. <laughs> Richie. Oh, Brett, Brett, oh. Brett. Brett and Huntley. Cousin Brett. How are we? Yeah, more than my brain. Yeah, cousin. More than my brain. You got the oh, answer? Yeah. Which stadium will be yeah, 2022 Super Bowl be held at? SoFi Stadium. In LA. We're about. Yeah. Hard, Freddy. Technical, technical so difficulties. One for the yeah, good guys. Knew you knew them all. Mm. What are you going to go oh, for? What are you going to put the fifty on? Um, I'll go my my usual go to. I'll go to the quarterbacks to combine for five fifty and five touchdowns. Oh, 
Nice. That's, that That's a good bit. Yeah. Stafford and Burrow. Mean. Huh, awesome. Work. Thanks, good Brett. Job, Brett. Sam, I feel I feel like Sam's missed an opportunity. I think mm. you know, I feel like he had so much knowledge to be able to participate in that quiz. It just didn't work out for him. Unlucky. Try tomorrow. Oh no, tomorrow's Saturday. We don't even have the quiz. Try Monday. Right, six fifty one in the morning here on Bad Nizzy for breakfast. That was our quizzy dad brought to you by Ashley and Martin. Not happy with your hair loss, make today your turning point. And search Ashley and Martin online. We've got plenty more coming up very soon. Shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Coming up to 7 o'clock here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennard side phone line 0800 150 811. Well, we've got plenty more coming up next hour. We've got Tony Kemp straight after the hour. He's going to talk about Olsen Filipina, who unfortunately very sadly passed away yesterday after a long fight, 16 days of fighting, um, kidney failure, and uh, it's very sad. Such a, a hero of New Zealand sport, and um, just yeah, a sad moment. So we'll get on to uh, chatting to Tony Kemp after the break. He'll also maybe talk us through a little bit of racing as well. He'll be all across the card there at Alpuni today. And uh, the Sharrocks are dominant with some of their favourites. Tony Kemp's a good friend of the Sharrocks, so that'll be fantastic. A couple of texts that we'll get to before we uh, close out the hour. Morning, boys. Will AJ's Patel be in demand in the IPL? That's from PJ. Uh, PJ, I don't think he will know. Um, that's not. Nothing against AJ's Patel at all, but that's more the fact that uh, overseas spinners, um, mm. they're not normally sought after unless you're the, the mystery type of spinner, um, the likes of Sunil Narayan. Um, otherwise, there's so many spinners throughout India, and with only being able to play four overseas players, um, they don't tend to find too many spaces in the lineup for overseas spinners. So I don't imagine he will be no. Um, there are the guys who are normally in demand are either the out-and-out superstars or um, hybrid-type players, players that can maybe bat at the top of the order or easily fit in through the middle, guys who maybe bat and bowl, uh, more of the all-rounders, even with keeper batsmen. Um, and then the, the real sought-after players can be those who just excel at what they do, the likes of a fast bowler um, or um, someone who bangs the ball out of the ground. So, yeah, Izzy, you asked me a question about who um, under the mm. superstars do I anticipate will be going for a lot of money. It's a really difficult one because every team has scouts littered throughout um, India and also scattered around the world even, trying to pick up who the next superstars are going to be. So not too many of them, are they go without um, some sort of prior knowledge anyway. Um, it's hard to be able to discover someone that hasn't been discovered, if that makes sense. Um, I'd imagine there'll be some players who make overs and some players who end up making unders just purely because where they come out in the auction, but... Majority of the time in this auction, you'll see the big uh, Indian players will make the huge money. So the likes of, there'll be an Ishan yeah. Kishan and a Shreyas Iyer. I think those two will probably make mm. the most amount of money um, in this auction. But it could be surprised. So we'll see. But mm. yeah, I, I just know. got a, like, no. last, like last year, like the, you know, the Kyle Jameson. Kyle Jameson, when he came in, when he came in, like huge, huge money. He had a like, you know, pretty new career, just starting out his career for, in, in the Black Caps and, and throughout New Zealand, then got thrown 
well, I was going to say it, but lots and lots and lots of money thrown at him throughout the IPL. I'm just <laughs> hoping one of that, who are they going to be? Who's that person going to be that's going to burst on the scene and get thrown millions of dollars at him? Anyway, coming up, we're going to talk to Tony Kemp about the big Olsen, Philly Apina, um, sad news. We'll be back very, very shortly. Craving him at Cafe about now. Here's Emma with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Shop in-store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's just after 7 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And it's Friday, Friday the 11th of February. Hope you're having a great Friday. We are wherever you are in the country leading into a big weekend. Big weekend of racing, sport, or whatever you're doing. Spending time with the family. I hope that's a great one. Anyway, we've got a couple of hours ahead of us, and we're going to rip into some sport. Uh, we're going to talk some racing as well. Waikato Stud Racing Preview coming up very shortly this week. We catch up with trainer Jamie Richards. He's off soon. We're going to lose the big, the great man, Jamie Richards. He's going to Hong Kong in May, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. And uh, we're going to catch, chat to him about this weekend's meetings at Tarapa. He's got a few horses racing for the Tiakau stable. And, well, him and Opie Bosson have formed a great relationship. Ballon Rouge is racing on Saturday. Opie's on board, so I'll be back in that one, and we're going to have a chat to him about that, and then there's some big, big racing over in Australia too, we can't forget that, and then after 8 o'clock we're going to talk some UFC, big weekend in the UFC, 271, Arasanya Whitaker 2, Olberg, and Mike the Blood Diamond are fighting as well, so we're going to get Scott Fontana out of the UFC, out of the United States to chat about the UFC, and also Izzy's new deal. Big deal that Izzy's just signed. Apparently, it's only behind the one and only Conor McGregor, so it's going to be in the hundreds of millions, or if not close to a hundred million, for a fight deal. So, looking forward to maybe getting a little insight to those numbers. And then remember our Musashi quiz later on in the morning, eight forty-ish. We're going to have our Musashi quiz, our UFC themed quiz. Thanks to the team at Musashi, who are helping athletes like Carlos Olberg fulfill their uh, dreams over in the UFC. So thanks to the team at Musashi, and uh, we'll get into that. We need two callers, Team Bears, Team Izzy, and we'll be a part of that. But right now, we've had a few texts come through. Hey, boys, just want to acknowledge two things. One thing, passing of Olsen, Billy Piner, very sad, the bump and the chip legend, and a bright note, Chris Johnson breaking the winner's record. That is from our, our Mark. He's uh, he's an absolute champion. And then we've got another one. Rest in peace, Big Olsen, never skipped a league day, and well, I just watched his highlights again this morning, and he's right, what a powerful, powerful athlete, chip and chase, he never stepped, he just ran straight over the top of players, and he will be sorely, sorely missed, and we've got someone to join us to maybe share some some insights and some memories of the great man, Olsen. Uh, yesterday evening, we received the sad news that one of our sporting icons has fallen, Kiwi's, Kiwi rugby legend, Olsen Filipina. Passed away aged 64, surrounded by friends and family in Sydney. A veteran of 29 tests for the Kiwis between 77 and 86. The Big O, as he was affectionately known, was a Māori and Pacific icon, and his unique style will be remembered forever. Tony Kemp is with us this morning to pay his respects to the great Olsen. Thanks, Kempi, for joining us, mate. Good morning. Oh, morena, morena. Um, oh, kote tokoro. Um it's a um, foot, foot sport or Ricky, um, 
Kulapaina, or Pauri Pauriahu, uh, Itiwane. It's it's sad. It's a sad, sad day. Um, having heard that news as he last night about um, my mate Olsen passing away, uh, I did know that he had been in ICU for some time. I was spoken to the uh, Filipina about his brother about the situation that they'd found themselves in with with Olsen and. Um, when the news came through last night that Olsen had passed away, it was it was such a, I guess, reflecting on on how I viewed Olsen. It was just such a sad night uh, to get that news and and, and know finally that he's he's um, he's laid to rest. My mother, my mother, So, um, yeah, it, he is he is arguably what. I, I spoke about it in his book. Um, our best Kiwi. I, I said in the in the in his, at the time when they were writing his book that he should have been put in as one of the immortals. Um, they haven't got a Kiwi in the immortals uh, with Andrew Johns and Mel Meninga. But if you look at Austin's career, um, he is the he is the only bloke Wally Lewis struggled with. Every game that they play yeah. against each other, and Wally Lewis is an immortal. Um, also got the upper hand, and and everyone knows that. So if there was a if there was a a person that needed to be immortalised in rugby league in New Zealand, it, need, it needed to be also in my eyes. Mm. Yeah, bro, I totally totally agree with you, man. Um, I was watching a few of his uh, highlights this morning and just getting a bit more of an understanding of the impact he made. On, on the league scene, and mate, what an absolute little bulldozer. Big, like, you know, small in stature, but big in heart. Just ran straight, ran hard, played hard, played fair. And, uh, mate, what what will, what will you remember Olsen by, mate? When obviously you knew him off the field, but more on the field, what, what kind of, what made him so strong? And what made it, what set him apart from other league players? Well, there's, there's a, there's a, you know, I'm so glad you're celebrating his life. You know, although it's a sad time, we, we do need to celebrate the life of Olsen Pulapano. First yeah. thing I, I remember him by is that we're from the same hometown. We're both from Kaikoui, up north, and both Māori. You know what I mean? So we're proud, we're proud Māori, and, and he was a pioneer in rugby league because he he was one of a few at the time that made it in Sydney and played in the NRL along with Mark Graham and and Clayton Friend at, um, way back in that era. Um, James Littlewife, Fred Okoy, you know what I mean? So um, he came through a system at the time where, where racism in Australia was massive, and he he, he pulled the brunt of it, Olsen. Um, but he continued to play at that level and show us young Pacific Islanders um, and Māori boys down here in New Zealand that it was possible to make it into the NRL. So, you know... I wore that jersey after Olsen. You know, he was a caretaker of number six jersey for New Zealand, and I and I got to caretake that jersey for uh, a number of years after him. And uh, he was he was a, a huge reason why I wanted to play in that New Zealand jersey. So I watched him in the way that he dismantled the Australian team on his own at times, um, and mm. thought, and and I guess got the belief that you know the Kiwi could do that for such a great Australian team. You know, at the time, like I said, you know, you Peter Sterling, Wally Lewis, Melvin Inger, Gene Miles, you know, and the list, Gary Jack at the back. You get the list of greats go on and on. But on our side, with Mark Mark Graham, Clayton, and, and also for a point of Fred Arquoy, James Littleway, we had we had immortals as well. Um, and 
Olsen led the way. So, you know, I'm really glad that you're celebrating the life of Olsen. And, and the unfortunate thing about rugby league is, is that, you know, we, he, he, he should be a sir. You know what I mean? Rugby league mm. does, does itself mm. an injustice when it, when accolades um, are handed out by not accepting the prestige of those accolades uh, or even mm. putting themselves in the, into the into the argument. Olsen Filipina should be Sir Olsen Filipina. He should have been. In rugby league circles, yeah. and the mad butcher, um, especially because he comes from the Mangadere club, Olsen, will tell you that Olsen Filipina is one of the pioneers of rugby league in this country, especially for young Maori boys and Pacific Islanders. So, um, although it's a really, really sad day, a lot of us look at Olsen and go, he's the reason we played rugby league. Yeah. Hey, Kempius Baz here, mate. So, just obviously his accomplishments on the field are, are unparalleled and he'd go down as one of the all-time greats, as you say, one of the immortals. What about his impact in the community, mate? Like, in the in the Māori and Pacific Pacifica communities, or in the wider community as well, what, are he, what was he able to accomplish there? Well, the, you know, the thing with Austin is when he went to Aussie, he didn't come home. Um, he lived here. He, he, he was the same man when he went to Australia, you know, as, as he was when he used to call him, um, call him to New Zealand on his holidays. You know, he, he, he worked on the on the roach trucks over there. He was fit as a fiddle, you know, mm-hmm. like playing tennis all his life and used to just love talking about rugby league. And, and his his impact on especially the Pacific community, um, especially when I was growing up, was was one that you could you could actually go out there and achieve something um, by by watching Austin and, and and what he did. You know, he he bit the bullet. You know, so I've got to say, Baz, you know, a lot of people don't realise how tough it was for Austin. He used, he used to hate flying. Uh, I mean, I, I I remember some of the stories that used to come back to me when I was a kid. That you know, when he used to fly, he used to put all his Fano's photos up on the back of the seats and and pray the whole flight from here to England. So, you know, because he used to think the plane was going to drop out of the sky. Um, but he knew how important he was to the football team to get on that football field, not only to win football games, but, but you know, to show to show us kids that you can, can, can actually get out there and do it. So, um, you know, the Philip, the Philip Hyder name in rugby league is synonymous with, with success. You know, you've got his brother that, um, Alf, that supports rugby league through um, governance currently. You know, um, and and his whole family um, support rugby league out in South Auckland, and, and a, a lot of that has to do with, I guess, their brother having played for New Zealand and supporting rugby league as a as a as a true icon in that New Zealand music. He never forgot. He never forgot where he came from, Austin. I remember a couple of years ago him walking into a New Zealand rugby league AGM and and really laying down the the law and why our game was suffering and what we needed to do, you know, he was that passionate about it, so although, you know, he, he may have passed, he wasn't just big in stature on the football field, he was big in stature off it as well, he had, had so much mana um, and uh, it won't be forgotten like, he's he's immortalised in, in, in rugby league, he won't be forgotten by, especially by people like me, but especially by our, our South Pacific community mm. What about um? Are you got any funny stories about him, mate? Like, was he was he a humorous sort of man at times, or was it was it all sort of all business with? Uh, well, he was always he was always smiling, Austin. Eh? You know, he was he was always 
Somalian assassin. You know the funny story is for me is, is that he ran over Wally Lewis. I, I laugh at that all the time. I think that's hilarious <laughs> that they've got a old statue boy outside a stadium and every time Olsen walks past it, he laughs. You know what I mean? Imagine being Olsen walking past one of Lewis's statue at, um, at Lang Park. You'd, just, you'd push your pants. Go, well, why are they going to pull the statue of him and not me? <laughs> oh, man, that's good. That is gold, mate. He'll be remembered uh, forever, mate. He'll go down as the, one of the greats, if not the greatest. Uh, Kiwis player and league player in New Zealand, mate. So, or not even maybe around the world. So, uh, we appreciate your time. Just quickly before we let you go, and and you know we, we've reflected on Olsen. Let's talk about a bit of league news. Um, yeah, we cross over the ditch, and we've had a text message come through, Kimpy, just for you. Morning, Kimpy. What is your thoughts on this Reese Walsh news? If he was le- able, if he was to leave the club after this year, there's no fullbacks on the market. Only good one I can see is Matt Dufty. That isn't Flash. Well, what's your thoughts on that, mate? Oh, I'm not. Look, I'm not surprised. I, I sent a text. I sent a text message to Louis when it came out and, and said I'd be having recruitment issues <laughs> issues again. Look, I'm not surprised. As you know, like the, the contracts aren't worth the paper they're written on at the moment. It's something the NRL needs to sort out. This, this open agent market that they have with players are sitting on two-year contracts and they're negotiating their, their contract and, pop, and their exit has to stop, you know, especially for the fans' sake because it, it throws our fans in turmoil in New Zealand. No, but everyone's thinking mm. now, geez, we've got a, a we've got a gun and he's about to go and play for the Dolphins. And I wouldn't believe Wayne Bennett either because Wayne Bennett always says, I, I don't know where that story comes from. I don't know who's, no one's talked to him. And I'll tell you next week, it'll be, he signed for the Dolphins. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> It's a it's a real bad state that they get um, yeah. themselves in, but it, it, it's not Reese's fault. The system allows them to do that, mm. and and until they change the system, and that's that's what the NRL need to do. You're always going to get these stories. Uh, no, there isn't any fullbacks on the market that are any good. No, there isn't any halfbacks, and there definitely aren't any hookers. So, if you're mm. in the spine, you're demanding big money, and of course it's going to be thrown at you when you've got a new club coming in. And Reese Walsh will be talked to by the Dolphins. Don't listen to Wayne Bennett; he's just too smart for everybody. That fella. <laughs> he sure is. He's <laughs> and, Wayne hey, and before we go, boys, I hope you got on Cinerama yesterday. You're paying four dollars. Oh. Did you tip well, them out? I was just about to ask you about that. We tipped them out. I was yeah, just about to ask about that because. It's very difficult to win the Wairapa Breeders. You've got to be a very, very good horse to win that race. And Cinerama obviously followed from Tabata last season in winning that race. But you've got a couple. Well, Sharik's got a couple in today as well. Awapuni, have you got a steer for us at all, Kimpy? Oh, look, I, I would just put his horses in a multi. Oh, Alan is flying at the moment. Um, you know, all of his horses are there or thereabouts around the money. And I think, I think the last time I did drive with, um, geez, he's a good bloke, Beaver. You know what I mean? He's. I looked at him. He'd mm. be, he would have been a good player, Beaver, just because he's a good bloke. We would have picked him in the team just so we'd <laughs> laugh. Um, but yeah, look, I, I would, I would follow, I would follow Ellen and put his horses in the multi. Um, she is a good horse, as you know. She's won that race twice. Um, so hopefully mm. we can get her for the legs next season and. And get some start get some good horses out of it and put it in some good studs because you know she's I think she's going to win a couple she might go 
she might go to Group One next. We're just talking about that, but um, she's she's fixed up her issues in the gates and got out yesterday. And I thought Maddie Cameron was a peach of a ride. She should never have won from where she got to in that far back yesterday, but she just got that real turn of foot over 200, 200 metres and got her nose in front. So it was was was, was, was although it was sad to hear the news yesterday was. A, also good to see that she got up and she and she can still win big races. Were you able to have a little uh, little celebration for uh, for both Olsen and then a different sort of celebration for Cinerama? Oh, 100 percent. Thursday night, state night too. So um, you know, and, and you, go, you take the, <laughs> tie the bride out, we sit, sit, sitting out having a cup of tea, uh, a cup of tea, and a, and a couple of glasses of wine, and and you know, on the back of Cinerama's win, and then the news came through about Olsen, so. Um, it wasn't a good end to the night, but yeah, it was a it was a good 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 to see her winning, mate. Just put it that way. Okay, well we, we're going to let you go in a seat, but just before that, you just mentioned date night, and you're a, you're a man that might be able to pass <laughs> on. You know, Joe in the kitchen out the back. Joe's going through a, a couple of dilemmas. Him as good. Oh, mate, he's still so going any through advice that. for. Well, no, she's it's officially yeah, I, over today, as he put it, terminated the relationship. Have you got any yeah, advice I, for Joe? I, I, I have got some advice from the rat. Um, the rat, <laughs> rat. Should, he should he should go out today. He should spend last week's earning on a suit, suit up, <laughs> and get yourself up the Ponsonby, mate, and get yourself into the long room tonight and dance until the ca- and dance until the lights come on. And I bet you he won't he won't go home alone. <laughs> sage advice, Kevy. Sage advice. Mate, absolute champion. Thanks heaps for coming coming on the show. Well, you're you're part of the show, really. So, thanks heaps, mate. We really appreciate it. Congratulations, yesterday on Cinerama and uh, Cheers, an amazing um, amazing tribute as well. Thank you, mate, to uh, to Olsen Filippina, your thanks, brother. Boys. So, thanks, thanks, for, thanks heaps, mate. Thanks for celebrating, Olsen. Thanks for celebrating, Olsen, fellas. Talk soon. Olsen legend. That is Tony Kemp. Uh, amazing is. Gee, just powerful way, powerful impact. Mm. Olsen must have had, and Tony Kemp knows him so well, so pretty pretty awesome to get him on and, and talk about it and celebrate it as well. It is 7.21 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We'll be back very soon. It's a big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 7.26 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennards Hire phone line 0800 150811. That was Tony Kemp who was just joined us before talking about well, the great Olsen Philippina and his impact both on the field uh, as as he as Kempe deemed it, uh, an immortal and also his impact to all Māori and Pacifica and communities uh, right throughout. So sad day, but also a day to celebrate. So it was wonderful to get Kempe on and, and chat us through that. Uh, we've got heaps more coming up on the show as well. Don't forget as well, I'm going to get onto your text in just a sec. Don't forget uh, we're running our Smith City Super Rugby Tipping comp so you need to register now at tipping.snzradio.nz and then you give yourself a chance for weekly prizes and also a massive samsung 65 inch tv for the season's table topper top tipper table topper Far out. That's, there's a lot going on there anyway smith city really stoked to support super rugby Aotearoa. so we're we're going to get on to these text messages from you know, what jeepers this machine is hotting up uh, chin up Joe a few nights out with your workmates won't hurt don't dwell on it enjoy life that's from Charlie so there's some good info there uh, good morning team SNZ sad news about Olsen Filipina 
Um, happy Friday, fellas. Is there a front runner for the IPL auction before the auction even starts? And who are the big wigs that Baz has already secured? We've secured four players. Um, Andre Russell, uh, Sunil Narayan, so the Jamaican Andre Russell, the Trinidadian and Sunil Narayan. Both of those players have been at the franchise for a long time. And then um, the mystery spinner Varun Chakravarti uh, and the young up-and-coming player all-rounder, uh, his name is Venkatesh Iyer. So we've retained those four and looking to add a lot of a lot more quality as well to the lineup. Uh, also from Mike, he, he mentioned Espiona and he said uh, in the same race as Espiona is Zuzarella trialled very nicely. Is she a good chance to run in the money? Mike, I really appreciate that you're asking us as if we know what we're talking about, but uh, by the look of my TAB account, um, I'm also looking for a little bit of guidance, a little bit of uh, a little bit of advice at some stage. Izzy, you, you know any more? Oh, I backed Espiona. I've never backed Suzarella, so I, I'm, my money's going on Espiona. Uh, the way it won last start over in Australia, it just left them all for dead. It's just a great horse, so... My, if I'm going to go anywhere and I'm going to lead you in something, Espiona. Espiona will win that race. Suzarella, uh, I've heard of that horse. Haven't haven't backed it. It's a good horse, but I think Espiona will be too good on the end. Yeah, yeah I think that Espiona could be anything, mate. I reckon that could be an out-and-out superstar. There's a little bit of chat that they're calling it Baby Winks. So there mm. you go. You read into that as you wish. Speaking of, speaking of horses, we've got Jamie Richards coming up soon. Top 10 trainer in the world. Winding down his his training career here in New Zealand for Tiaka, and he's got a huge job in front of him where he moves up to Hong Kong. It'd be awesome to chat to him about that move. He'll probably want to stay in the present when we go through our Waikato Stud Racing preview, or he want to talk about the the team that he has here before he gets too far in front of himself. But it'd be great to hear um, from Jamie Richards. The accolade of being invited to Hong Kong to train is significant and is testament to how good a trainer he is. He might even steer us into one. Uh, over the weekend as well. He's got a couple running at Alapuni today and also at Tarapa. His uh, fingerprints are all over the Tarapa race meeting tomorrow. So we'll get on to Jamie Richards very soon. But for now, it's a good opportunity for us is to head over to Emma with the news. Mm. Emma's given out some great advice today to Joe, And now she's got some news for us. So here's Emma with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 27 away from 8 o'clock. Baz, you said at the Smith City Tipping Comp, you've got to get involved. You've got to get involved soon because, well, Super Rugby is not far away. And we have got some epic prizes, thanks to Smith City, to give you. So, tipping.scnzradio.nz, lads. I'm going to try and do something that might be biting off a bit too much here. I'm going to try and incorporate some breaking news into our weekend choices poll, all right? I, I want you to <laughs> I, want, I want to try and work this as best I can. So, I need your help. I need you to have your choice. Double eight, double three. Yeah. Or go to Baz and Izzy for breakfast and help me here. I need you to have your choice on the Twitter poll. See your floor change in an instant with room view. All right. Here is the question for the poll. What is the scrap or the fight of the weekend? 
and and when I say weekend, you could take that out a little bit. You'd be a bit imaginative with, with, with your time, but fight of the weekend. Is it Israel Adesanya versus Rob Whitaker? It's going to be an almighty scrap. These guys have se- seen each other before. They're going at it again. Is it going to be Entrevier versus Levante up the Tarapa Strait in the BCD sprint? One group, one sprint apiece so far. One the railway, the other the telegraph. $2 versus $2.50. Is it going to be Philadelphia versus the Nets? Because James Harden has just been traded for Ben Simmons in a blockbuster Mm. NBA deal. Yes, you heard that right. That's the Mm. breaking news. The trigger has been pulled. Daryl Morey and Sean Marks, the Kiwi Sean Marks, just acquired Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond. They're shipping James Harden out. That's going to be a scrap because they need to rehabilitate these two superstars, both teams, to have title aspirations. Or the fourth option for fight of the weekend, Joe versus his emotions. What is the scrap of the weekend? Is it is he is it is he versus Rob Whitaker? Is it Andre versus Levante? Is it Philly versus the Nets? Or is it Joey versus Emotions? Is he what do you reckon? That's Joe, mate, hundred percent. I, I can see it in his eyes, and, and before the show, I could hear it in his voice. He's hurt. He's really, really hurt. And he's after the show when he goes home and he walks into that room and he. Lifts up the pillow and he goes, and he gets a little <laughs> whiff of of the ex, and he's just like, <laughs> you know, what could have been, what could have been. <laughs> so, and then he'll be lying on the bed with pillow over his face, having little moments of, of what what could have been. And uh, so I, I'm, yeah, that that is the biggest fight because Joe's going to be fighting. Should I go out with the boys or should I stay at home and sulk? That is the biggest fight. Should I go out with the lads? Like Kempi said, go to long room, get lit, <laughs> go home with someone, and or should I stay at home and sulk? <laughs> that is the biggest fight. That is the biggest decision you've got to make, Joe. Baz? So there you go. Baz, you have a lead on this poll? <laughs> oh, look, I've got to probably lean towards Joe's fight with his own emotions as well. I mean, it's a difficult time for young Joe. Like... Mm. Lost his virginity to this girlfriend, and now he and now she's gone. Like it's now the relationship's been terminated, as Joe so eloquently put it, with a real lack of EQ involved in that, in that assessment as well. It's been terminated, and now he's flying solo. And I, I tend to agree with Izzy. You know, I think and Kempi. I think you've got to find a way to just pick up your next your next book, head off into your next chapter mm. in, in life, and move forward you're going to be grappling with like, that all weekend so I, I think it's a great poll it could be your best ever actually yes because there's a little yeah, bit of it for everyone you know there's yeah. a little bit of american sport there's a little bit of ufc there's a little bit of racing and there's a little bit of heartfelt life emotional kind of life so yeah it's a real well done Louis. good job it's on good to it. Go like yeah. i'm just trying to say this in a nice way um here we go. <laughs> you did a... <laughs> Joe, do, do we want to do, do we want to take the break here? Do we want to take the break and think about Joe, it? Joe, did you want to be one? Let and us done let us go. Or... Come on, come on. <laughs> I want to hear this. No, 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 Joe, Joe. It'll get better, bud. It'll get better. Look, I was just going to say, did you want to be one and done? You know, you've 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 opened up the floodgates, mate. Let 
Will life take its course? <laughs> and you'll be fine, son. And you'll be fine. Anyway. <laughs> great poll. 7.38 great. in the morning. <laughs> here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Oh, from one stallion to another. We're going to talk to Jamie Richards on the other side of this. Baz and Izzy are off to the races. Thanks to Waikato Stud, your source for a racehorse. Yeah, 7.43 in the morning. It is time for our Waikato Stud racing preview for this Friday. And we're off to see the best, the top of the pile, Jamie Richards. It's a massive Group 1 weekend here in New Zealand and also in Australia. There's chances across the board. Stars like Very Elegant, Probabil, emerging talents like Espiona and two Group 1s to sink our teeth into it. Tarapa, oh, Jamie Richards has his hands all over the weekend with his Tiakao runners. He's on the line now, joins us. Very good morning, Jamie. Hey, Ben, how's it? Good, mate. Very good, actually. Pretty fizzed up for the weekend, thinking... You- Tomorrow's a good punting day, but there's a little bit to get our sink our teeth into today as well. You got a few few nice chances today. Yeah, chances without sort of getting carried away. Um, uh, a few of those have, you know, had a few goes and don't win out of turn. So uh, I certainly think the quality of also got racing tomorrow would be something to look forward to. Okay, we'll get on to that very soon, mate. You're. Uh, are you winding down before you go to Hong Kong? Or are you still trying to keep your eyes on what's here and and then worry about uh, worry about the Hong Kong opportunity in time? No, I've still got a job to do here um, uh, with Tiakia, and uh, you know we've got some great racing for the rest of the season, and a lot of nice horses that we think can win some good races. So uh, certainly full noise at the moment, um, getting around and. And seeing plenty of yearlings as well with the with the national sale coming up um, uh, first week of March. So yeah, no, we're 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 full noise and uh, and enjoying it. Yeah, just um, talk to us a little bit about that, uh, like going around and seeing all the yearling parades and and things. So, well, you cover about a thousand horses over the over the next little while, and and what just try and reduce your catalogue down to something you that you that you guys have a target at. How does how's it all work? Yeah, so it's very much a, a team effort for us. We all get round and and, um, and look at all of the horses. Dave likes to get round and have a look at them on the farm, um, see them in their, in their natural environment, have a chat to the stud masters, um, sort of see where they're at, and um, uh, we'll go around and, and then we sort of try and form a bit of a a bit of a long shortlist and go around and, and have a look at those again at uh, at Karaka. Um uh, and then you know get the vets involved and 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 you know just keep re-looking and rechecking and and uh, David Ellis and um, obviously Mark Walker's coming back uh, and we've got a you know good good team of us that go around and have a look at all the horses so we slightly just keep peeling it back and, until the you know until the ones that we really like are at the top of the list. Nice, nice, Jamie. Hey, Izzy here, mate. Great to have you on the show. Um, quickly, just after last weekend's uh, abandoned race meetings, not ideal, but for you, how's this week been, being able to manage this you know, stable of your size, um, so many horses in your stable, to, to get them ready and ready to, to jump out tomorrow and today? Uh, yeah, pretty frustrating, uh, Izzy, um, but, mm. you know, I guess uh, there's a number of factors at play there, you know, weather and um, uh, tracks and caretakers and and you know, probably a lack of 
I'd say a lack of resource, probably a lack of human power. Um, you know, there's there's so many different things that go into into that equation. But um, you know, it's just unfortunate for the whole industry that um, the owners just have to just have to keep paying, just keep footing the bill for all of these stuff ups. Um, so, you know, I guess this week uh, we had horses that ran at Tar- that were down to run at Tauranga on Sunday, and and then they were sort of moved to racing at, at Real Kaka on Wednesday, and most of those horses that went to Tauranga on on Sunday, um, raced poorly at Ruakaka on, on, on the on the Wednesday because they'd sort of done a bit of travelling and, and all of those sorts of things. So, uh, look, we've got we've got a lot of horses around us and, and we just have to soldier on. But um, you know, hopefully this weekend we can we can enjoy a, a bit of a better spell with the weather and, and hopefully enjoy some good racing on on some good tracks. Yeah, mate, I'm looking forward to this weekend ripping in Ballon Rouge, Opie Boston on on board. Anything that Opie and yourself are training, I'm I'm all for, mate. So uh, quickly, just for uh, give it over to Bears. I want to ask you. Yesterday there was the news about harness racing, slot races. They had a nine hundred thousand um, dollar race. You buy a slot and you enter in, a bit like the Everest. Uh, you, could you see something like that happening in the thoroughbred game? And, and is that something that would excite you in New Zealand? I know we've got cracker millions and, and huge meetings around the country, but could you see something? Evolving from what's happening in harness harness racing. Yeah, I think it's a it's a great concept. Obviously, um, uh, you know you've got your traditional races like your like your Caulfield and your Melbourne Cups and in Australia and the Thoroughbred Code. But then, as you say, you've got your races like the Everest, um, and there seems to be a lot of new announcements racing New South Wales. And I'm, uh, I'd say that Racing Victoria will be following on with. Um, uh, big money sort of races, and and hopefully that might be something that is worth looking at in, in New Zealand in times to come. Um, mm. I think um, I think uh, uh, NZTR is on the right track. Um, we've just got to keep making steady increments and and you know trying to get as much money back into stakes as we can for uh, for the owners. Um, and obviously news during the week of the new CEO and Bruce Sherrick, who has uh, an exciting mm. appointment. He's got a um, uh, you know, got a lifetime experience in the game and brings some um, uh, some great qualities from from outside of uh, the racing industry in terms of his uh, sports management sort of background. Um, so, that, you know, hopefully some really exciting times in, in front of New Zealand racing as as we look forward into and the seasons to come. Yeah, yeah, not that it's going to bother you in the seasons to come, mate, because you're going to be up there making all that moolah up in uh, Hong Kong. What an exciting opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Exciting opportunity that is in front of you as well. Are you really looking forward to it, or is there a bit of of, uh, hesitancy or or nerves? Uh, Yeah, I guess excited and and a little bit scared. You're sort of... uh uh, how, how do you put it? You sort of, um, I guess, you're a big fish in a, in a pretty small pond here in New Zealand, and that's that's great. But um, I think, as James McDonald said when he went to Sydney, um, you know, sometimes you've got to step outside of your comfort zone and, and be the be the small fish in the big pond and, and have a bit of a crack. So it's certainly, um, uh, you know, it's not going to be plain sailing. I'd say the first 12 or 18 months until we sort of get established is going to be pretty pretty hard, and you and you get a bit homesick and all of those sorts of things. I said to um, I said to Danielle last night, we better pack up some of these, some of these trophies and, and take them up there with us, just in case we don't get a few for a couple of years. Just to remind <laughs> us that we actually that we actually can do it. Um, so uh, yeah, it's going to be a challenge, boys, but um, something that we're really looking forward to. Oh mate, we're so so bloody proud of you as well. It's going to be awesome to follow your progress up there as well. And you just mentioned Danielle; she obviously had a, a full, pretty bad fall just recently. How's how's she? Uh, how's her progress going? 
progress is really good. Um, she's due a X-ray um, in about ten days time. To, uh, so yeah, six days time. Sorry, next Thursday. Uh, little bandage change and an X-ray, and hopefully a moon boot. Um, so she's <laughs> uh, roughly about six weeks post. You know, post the. Uh, post the New Year's Day races, where where the where the fall unfortunately happened. So um, yeah, we're, we're on the I'd say we're on the right side of it now. Um, and, and yeah, everything everything's going well. Uh, excellent. Well, before we let you go, mate, what about uh, this weekend? You got Probable and Trevier, Felicien, Ballon Rouge. All this uh, crack team is out there. What uh, what are you expecting? Uh, expecting to you know hopefully hopefully get a couple. Um, I think Probable and, and Carmelas just touched on them quickly in the last. Well, and well, Carmelas is just looking on TV fourteen. Just struggling, just struggling there with. We lost them. Jamie, that no! was, that was, we're going to get the good oil no! then. Eh? <laughs> No. <laughs> I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll get Jamie. We'll text Jamie and we'll we'll get him to uh, to give us a little bit of a steer on what he was what he was going to say there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. Danielle's doing well, break but anyway, but yeah, <laughs> the mail. See, hey, hey, this is that that is low on EQ from you, Louis. Stoked Danielle's doing well, and that's great that she's on the men, but. I didn't get the punting oil that I wanted. That's what you were trying to sort of allude to there, right? Low on EQ. Whoa. <laughs> uh, right, we're going to get off to a bit of an air break. That was Jamie Richards for our Waikato Stud Racing Preview. Of course, Waikato Stud, home of champion size, including Savaville and Ocean Park, which you can get your hands on at the NZB Karaka sales uh, mid midway through March and some good oil there for our friend Joe as well. Joey's Jamie said you've got to step outside your comfort zone sometimes. Okay, sometimes you just got to step outside your comfort zone. That oil came from J Mac, Jamie Richards. Be the big fish. You got to yeah, yeah, you go from being a big fish in a small pond to sometimes being a small fish in a big pond. There you go. It's all in front of you, Joey. It is seven fifty three here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We'll be back very soon. Shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. One and a half minutes away from eight o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Sport, racing, and relationships. That's what we're about here on uh, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. There's a couple of texts here I'm just going to run through. Outside the comfort zone is where the magic happens. Mm. That's so profound. It's so deep. So good, Joe. This is what this is what it's come to. There's another one here. Time heals all wounds, Joe. Okay, and there's another one, Joe. Three years with a girl in my dreams, and bang, it was all over the following weekend. My mates dragged me out, and I met the woman I married. Get out on the lash for the boys. She's out there waiting for you. Thanks, PJ. Ooh, sound advice. Sound that advice. That's great. And then there's one here about Olsen Filipina. Back in the day, I marked Olsen in the biggest first fifteen game of my career. A pulse and banner game. Eden Park, curtain raiser for Māori All Blacks. He scored two tries over the top of me, leaving sprig marks on my chest and teach me the difference <laughs> between good and great. Awesome. That's a great message. Sprig marks on my chest. Outstanding. Olsen, Filipina. We've got plenty more coming up here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're going to talk about a UFC 
after the break with Scott Fontana. And then we've got our TAB live update with Pitt Morris today, Paulie Mwati, four-day-a-week Paulie Mwati. Yep. We've got plenty more to come. <laughs> this is us closing out a Friday. We're off to track down some cafe coffees about now. Here's Emma with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy on SCNZ. It is Friday the 11th of Feb. And it's just after 8 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Great 7 o'clock hours. Powerful. We spoke to Tony Kent. Olsen Orekewa Filipina passed away yesterday. The great league legend. And we have been reflecting on him. A lot of text messages coming through as well. Uh, from pundits out there that have played against them and just good memories. Keep those flooding through and we'll share them on the text line. Double eight, double three. Great to hear Tony Kemp. If you've missed that, make sure you head over to the Baz and Izzy's podcast on the SEN app and listen to Tony Kemp reflect on Olsen, Billy Piner. Awesome, awesome. Then we had Jamie Richards as well. He was outstanding. Coming up though, we got the UFC quiz. The UFC quiz. Themed UFC quiz. Thanks to the team at Musashi, they're putting up a wee prize pack, a $50 prize pack for one of you out there to win. Team Bears, Team Izzy, 840-ish. We're going to have a wee quiz. Give us a call on the Kennard Tire phone line, 0800-150-811. At about 840-ish, and you'll go with Bears or myself. And, well, the coin toss is hugely important. But right now, we spoke about it earlier, UFC in this final hour, the big, big weekend of fighting on Sunday, city kickboxing. Everyone will be up and about supporting our Kiwi lads as they are on the big stage. It's time for a McCafe coffee catch-up, and we love pumping up Kiwi champions on our show. Well, this weekend we have the champ, Israel Adosanya, at work again with his middleweight bout up when the rematch with Aussie Robert Whitaker headlines UFC 271. The city kickboxing crew are preparing to dominate the card, and Scott Fontana... Will be, uh, will be all over the action for the New York Post. He's a jet of a UFC reporter, and he is on the line now to share some insights. Good morning over here, Scott. How are you, mate? I'm doing well, Izzy and Baz. How are you guys? Good. 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 Very, very good. Thank you so much for joining us. I know you're on the other side of the world. We appreciate your time. But, mate, UFC 271, for New Zealanders in particular, we have a big... Big team over there, three fighters fighting in the card, prelims, undercard, and the main event. We are up and about, mate. How has the week been? Has the hype been real over there? You know, it, it's kind of it's kind of a strange thing because I think that there was more hype for the previous uh, month's fight with uh, Francis Ngannou and Cyril mm. Gann. I think that one had a little bit bigger hype. Mm. But this one, I know that there are people who are very interested in this rematch. I'm among them. I, I think this will go. Uh, I think it's going to be a better fight than the first one was three years ago. Not that that was a terrible fight. Like, mm. People just remember the knockout. But it actually was a pretty decent yeah. fight until, I mean, we, we knew who was better by the end of the day. But it was still a solid watch. And I think this one will be too. What's your take then? What, what's your take? How do you think this match is going to unfold? I, I totally agree. I think um, Robert Whitaker would have learned a lot in those last few years. And there was all, obviously a lot of things going on in his life during that week of the fight uh, with his daughter and, and things like that. How do you see this unfolding come Sunday? I think he's going to be a lot more patient. We've seen a much more patient Robert Whitaker over the last few years. Uh, I think especially against Kelvin Gastel in his last timeout, that was probably his bell-to-bell best performance uh, of his career even. 
Um, so I, I think we could probably see a lot more, um, a lot less of him, I guess, overextending on some, you know, some of those right hands that he kind of threw and left himself wide open for counters and that kind of thing. Um, I imagine we'll probably see a little bit more uh, of the grappling mixed in as well. So I think this will be a little bit more of a complete MMA bout. But at the end of the day, I do think uh, Adesanya is still the much more complete fighter uh, and the better fighter. He's in his prime. Whitaker, not necessarily out of his prime, but he's certainly at the edge of it, if not. Uh, I, I feel like Whitaker is going to put on a good show, but I think Adesanya is going to take a decision. Hey, Scott, it's, uh, it's Baz here. Just talk to us a little bit about how big Izzy Adesanya is. Like, is he, is he just a huge, huge star in the sport now? I think he is. Um, you know, it, it's he's not at that Conor McGregor level yet. I think Conor crossed over in a way that is it's, it's hard to reach. But I think Adesanya is probably at that next level where he's like absolutely one of the biggest stars in combat sports, but not necessarily a transcendent star uh, for everybody else just yet. I think that could come for him, though. He's so fascinating. He's he's sharp. He's thoughtful. He's quick-witted, funny. Uh, I think that given time, people will see that even more in the mainstream as well. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask that. Is, do you think it's not just his fighting ability, but also his his personality and and what he sort of brings, um, you know, the profile that he that he has and and what he tries to create? Do you think that plays a big part to it? Oh, it has to. I mean, in the fight game, you know, you can't just be good. You've also got to be interesting. Uh, if you really want more people to pay attention to you, that's Connor played that to a T. Of course, we know that. Um, Ronda Rousey, it worked for her <laughs> as well. You know, th- th- this is this is the way it works. But but when it comes down to it, um, he's got everything. I think he has this magnetism about him that, again, it really just needs to be exposed to more people. I think what he needs is he needs. Now he had that classic fight with. Kelvin Gastelum himself a few years ago, but that was in the co-main slot. He was still on the come up. He wasn't really top billing yet. He needs a fight, not necessarily at that level, because that was an amazing fight, but he needs a really classic kind of war or maybe some sort of foil to be, you know, his rival that gets people really pulled in. We we thought maybe Mm. uh, Paulo Costa was going to be that way, and it clearly was not the case. Uh, So he needs somebody that kind of brings out even the best out of uh, him from the other perspective of, hey, can he lose? Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. The last couple of fights have been pretty slow, and and we haven't seen too much. Paulo Costa, he just annihilated his quads. I can't even believe Paulo Costa is still walking. Um, Quickly, just tell us about his new contract. There's been rumors, and he spoke about his contract, uh, rumors that it's uh, he's second, second highest paid ever. To Conor McGregor, what are the numbers? What What are you assuming uh, Israel Adesanya is getting paid? Because from what I'm hearing from his interviews and his coach's reaction, that's going to be quite a lot. You know, it's it's really hard to say. Um, he's saying that he believes that he's the second highest paid on the UFC roster now. I don't know that that meant all time. It could be. Um, that is what he's saying. Other than that, he's being very very tight lipped about this. I actually spoke with. Uh, Israel about an hour and a half ago um, and I've asked him tried to ask him questions about the contract asked him questions about that trickle down effect that he spoke of hoping it will uh, you know help other fighters and every question that I asked no matter how vague was that's for me to know and for you to find out so he doesn't want anyone to know <laughs> anything about this 
<laughs> oh, it's got to be substantial. Let's be honest, mate. Let's be honest. But, all right, let's talk about the UFC, mate. How fast is the UFC growing globally? And, and tell us about the situation with Dana White and Jake Paul, the things that Jake Paul's doing uh, for the fighters. Do you think it's a fair... Do you think what um, Jake Paul's trying to do represent the fighters, make them get paid, um, you know, what they deserve? Do you think that has had an effect on the UFC, and and is that affecting Dana White? And what's your take on the whole Jake Paul UFC? I don't think it's had any actual like tangible effect on anything the UFC does to this point. I think it's kind of an annoyance for them because now you have people like you guys, people people all over the world are now starting to kind of really pay attention to the fact that these guys maybe weren't paid as well as maybe assumed. So now it really kind of will be incumbent on in the few in the coming years, maybe for fighters to be cognizant of that, try to push for better wages. Uh, we already see maybe the beginnings of that now with Francis and Ganu. So that's a kind of a curious situation to watch, but I do think that what Jake Paul is doing is at very least bringing awareness to this thing and, and and that can affect business down the road, but right now I think it's pretty status quo. All right, all right, awesome, awesome. USC two seven one for you. Apart from the main event, the fight of the night. Where do you see where do you see fireworks erupting in the USC two seven one? Ooh, you know what? I'm actually very interested on the early prelims. There's a fight between Alexander Hernandez and Hinato Moicano at lightweight. I really like that matchup. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be fight of the night, but I think it, it's one of those that could end in a very exciting finish one way or the other. I think you could see a knockout from uh, Hernandez. You could see uh, a submission, a very exciting submission from Moicano. And, and a fight like that, these are guys that I think could be kind of part of that next wave at lightweight. That could be maybe not championship contenders, but at least in the top 10 names we'll see very often up there. So I'm interested to see how that one goes. That one really had to be up. Beautiful. Oh, nice. Nice. Something to sink our teeth into there. Hey, um, just quickly, Scott, before we let you go, um, we know how big Izzy is to the UFC. What about the gym um, city kick uh, kickboxing from Auckland? Are they are they sort of making waves over there? Is there a bit of talk about them? Oh, I think there's a lot of respect for what uh, Eugene Berriman and, and his team are doing in city kickboxing. I, they're, the, the athletes that are coming out of there are they're fun. They're interesting. Uh, they're making waves too. I, I think they gain a lot of respect over here. They're they're certainly mentioned in the same conversation as some of the gyms that we have over here. You know, like ATT and AKA and that kind of thing. I don't know if they're at the same level that we perceive. Because obviously in America, you know, we we love we love our American gyms as well. But um, <laughs> City Kickboxing gets as much respect as anybody. I really think so. Oh, beautiful. Well, we love them over here. We absolutely love them. They're doing great things for New Zealand on the big stage. Quickly, last one. If Izzy gets the job done, he gets over Whitaker, what next for Izzy Arasanya? Uh, I would say either the winner of the Brunson and uh, Jared Cannonier fight that's also on the main card of the, uh, the pay-per-view. If it, it probably needs something to be interesting out of that, like whether you know Brunson gets a finish or Jared Cannonier gets a finish, or it could be Sean Strickland who just won the other day. Okay, okay. Well, we look forward to seeing what unfolds on Sunday. I think it's going to be a tight, tight match. I think Rob Whitaker would have learnt lots from a few years ago when Melbourne, when he got dropped in that second round. But we really appreciate your time, Scott Fontana, 
on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast show. That was our McCafe coffee catch-up. Thank you so much, mate. And uh, we'll get you back next week for a reaction, hopefully. <laughs> that sounds fun, Baz and Izzy. Appreciate it. Take care, everybody. <laughs> awesome. There he is. Scott Fontana out of the New York Post. He's, uh, wow. Baz, he kind of, oh, you know, I jumped in and I'm like, this global superstar. And he said, wow, it's not really the... Last fight between Nganu and and, and uh what was his name? I forgot his name. Ghana. Anyway. Uh Ghana, yeah. Um was bigger, which is fascinating, really. Which is fascinating. I thought this would be right up there, but hey, Kiwis in Australia going for battle in Houston, it's um yeah. It was pretty surprising that it wasn't quite much hype. But that but that's the sport, right? Like that's the beauty of the sport, is it is a global sport and and so while what gets us up and about is is the Adesanya, right? <laughs> like that's what's that's waking uh, waking up New Zealand to UFC. Whereas for over there they've got their their own fighters that they have an intrigue in and 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 various other places around the world. So that's the beauty of it. You just you get all these athletes come from different parts of the world are able to raise the profile of the UFC. So really fascinating. Look, I think oh the other thing I found fascinating he's never been like he's humble, but he's never been. Uh, Backward and coming forward about anything in in his life, Izzy Adesanya, except this contract. Mm. <laughs> he, he's like he's trying to keep it on the down low. Just how much he's sort of how much he's made. So good, good crack from. <laughs> he's he's a ripper, oh, isn't he? Do you know oh, him very well, mate? He is a ripper. I've met him. I interviewed him last year for, with Sky, and mate, he was great. And I he actually taught. He actually when he was fighting Paulo Costa, he actually told me what he's going to do. So he'd lie with his eyes and he'll stand there and he'll kick his quad, kick his quad, and then he'll dummy kick his quad because he'll go to check it, and then he'll come over the top and kick him in the head. And he did it against Paulo Costa, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. So he's got a plan, and I was standing there next to him, and he just had these glaring white eyes just looking at me. I was just like, oh, wow, way I wouldn't want to see him in the back alley, I'll tell you that. But, um, nah, he's a fascinating character, and, and like always – like always, you got to have a bit of personality. You've got to have a bit of something that's a little bit different. The, you know, the Ronda Rouseys, uh, the John Jones, you know, something that's a little bit different that separates him from someone else. And, well, he spoke about it. He spoke about it. As he spoke about what's, how much respect he has for the one and only Conor McGregor. Um, you know, real recognize real. He's, um, we're on the same team when it comes to Paradigm, you know, G-Pizzle. Um, yeah, I think I'm second place now when it comes to highest paid fighter on the roster and yeah well active right now but um connor is a guy that i've i've admired from the jump from the jump when he fought marcus brimage and he's a guy that he's a performer so when he said perform i know what he means we know like you don't just go in there and fight you perform look at the last fight with whitaker that was a fucking rock star concert like you know i gave a song and dance the whole thing shining so yeah we understand the the magnitude of stepping up in the main event not just showing off but showing out so yeah i appreciate connor and i appreciate what he's done for the game because whether you like him or not he fucking raised the bar he raised the bar for everyone even you guys in here like the whole game is better because of him ronda rousey did that as well in her time um but yeah connor's definitely set the bar and i look to do the same before i'm done with this game Whew. There you go. There you go. He's just honest, mate. Doesn't hide anything apart from his contract. He's honest with, with how he portrays <laughs> him. He doesn't kid himself. 
what you see is what you get and uh, the respect. And I love that, you know, like Conor McGregor, love him or hate him, he made the UFC's fight sport what it is today. He put them on the map. Everyone wanted to watch Conor McGregor. Even now, if he fights, he will get more pay-per-views before. Uh, more than anyone else still to this day because that's just the power that Conor McGregor um, has and, and is able to, to do and draw card. So uh, is Izzy on that way? So we'll, we'll ask you at home or if you're at work, whatever. Give us a text on double eight double three. Is Israel Adosanya heading towards stardom and can he become a global superstar or even more of a superstar than the one and only Conor McGregor? Has he got no chance? I don't think anyone can beat Conor McGregor. He is. The GOAT. GOAT, even though he's got a hiding the last couple. But what he's been able to do and the, the, the power he has within the UFC fight game is just unmatched. Unmatched. Anyway, that's enough of the UFC talk. We're going to come back very, very shortly with our TAB live catch-up this week with Pip Morris, Baz. Because, well, Paulie Mwari was giving us a bit of stick for having Monday off. He's never here on Friday, so I don't know what he was on about. Anyway, that was Scott Fontana talking about the UFC Izzy Arasanya and City Kickboxing fighting this weekend. We'll be back very shortly with Pip Morris. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 24 minutes past eight here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. Great update on the UFC there from Scott Fontana out of the States talking all things Israel Arasanya. Hopefully he gets the job. Wow, he'll get the job done this weekend, let's be fair. Just how, how much he gets it. Done by. Uh, right, it's time now for our TAB Live update. And today it's with Pitt Morris. Remember, TAB Bet Live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Pip, she works all week. Paul Mwati, four day a week, Paul Mwati. Anyway, very good morning to you, Pip. <laughs> good morning, guys. You've got so much to look forward to, of course, this weekend. And before we do crack into the racing side of things, of course, we've got the NFL this weekend, and just on the bets there, $550 on Joe Burrow to be the Super Bowl MVP at 325. He's the second highest bet count in the market, but the most money on him. Aaron Donald's got the most bets, but the second most money, however. So those two mm. are the ways it seems to be playing as far as the sports side of things go. And then, of course, for the racing side, well, we've got a huge weekend starting today, of course, Thomas and North Dogs feature meetings. We've got bonus back races on the one and two there. Awapuni as well. Then we crack into the weekend. You've got the Serby Dyke, of course, at Tarapa. Bonus back across the first four races there as well as Rickerton. And in the Herbie Dyke, the most money has come for the chosen one. But the best backed runner has been Tiptronic. Uh, so that's a little bit interesting. And then in the BCD, most... Yeah, well, we'll see which way that one plays out. I mean, the chosen one, uh, clear favourite, of course. And then the BCD guys, the most money clearly on Entrevere, but narrowly just beats out Marcus Aurelius there for the highest bet count so far. So he's still taking a bit of money as well. Uh, interesting. I actually went down to Graham Richardson's stable, the Richardson Norval stable there in Matamata yesterday, and and had a little had a little pat with Tiptronic. He looks outstanding, just quietly. He is looking superb, probably best I've ever seen him look. So, what what's he actually paying in that in the Herbie Dyke there, Pip? I can tell you right now. And power plays—they're not quite available yet, but they will be out later on too. So, if you're waiting for power plays on those Group Ones, uh, they will be around a little later on in the 
Herbie Dyke, Tiptronic is sitting there at $6.50 and he's 210 a place. And of course, he does have OP Boss on the board as well. So that's another Whoa. tick for him. And I better quickly mention the uh, Harness Millions as well, guys, because Saturday we've got six races out of Alexandra Park, bonus back races across all of the races. And race five has been the most spec, the Harness Million for the three-year-old with Franco Indy from 185 into $1.75, but Akuta is also the next best back at $2. Uh, excellent. The old Mark mm. Hearn, they will be, they'll be very prominent right throughout the weekend, no doubt, as well. So, no, excellent, Pip. Thank you very much. We hope you have a good weekend. Maybe make a dollar or two as well. Appreciate your uh, mm. TAB update. Thanks, you Pip. too, guys. Have a good weekend. Wonderful. That is Pip Morris from the TAB Promotions and Play in Hundreds of Sports Markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. I wonder where Paulie Moati is. What do you reckon is? Oh, where do you reckon he's shot off to? Maybe he's down the, down the pub driving. line him up for Joe. Yeah, he's, he's getting caught in, what is it, where was he caught last time? Carterton. He was in Carterton at the, at the, at the bakery there. So he'll be driving to some golf course on a Friday, mate. It's just short weeks for old uh, Paulie, the party starter Moati. Mate, that <laughs> news. Tiptronic. <laughs> Look, yeah. I'm stuck. I'm stuck yep. here, mate. Chosen one. Right, it won really well. Really well. Great horse. Very good. Drawn eight. Drawn eight. Right next door to it, Tiptronic with OP on board. Paying six fifty. Like, you said you saw the horse yesterday, mate. And whenever OP's on, oh, it tends to steer me that way. It tends to steer oh. me towards it. Only because the perfect thing and OP got me paid, so I just feel obliged. See every time's OP on it. Oh. We've got a good chance. So can he... Mate, Tiptronic. I, I want to just point something out to you, Iz, and I want to point it out to you as yeah. well, Louis. I'm sure you're well aware of it. But if you look at the form guide of the chosen one, it was huge last start. Mm -hmm. Massive. Mm -hmm. but his first up record now, eight starts, uh, eight fresh up runs for three wins, two seconds and two thirds. It's second up record, keeping in mind that it will be second up, mm. second up heading into the Herbie Dyke on Saturday, Tarapa. Seven starts, seven times it's been second up. One win, one second, zero thirds. So it's second up record is a slightly vulnerable for a two dollar twenty favourite for my liking, and yep. I think the engagement of Opie Boston on Tiptronic makes it makes it the punt for me. Tiptronic, old, and the way he looked yesterday, he's such a cool horse, man. Tiptronic, he's like just so relaxed and he's half human. He's, um, he's such a cool horse, and he looked fantastic. So all going well if it gets right. A uh, little bit of luck in the running. I think 650 is good money, Louis. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on it's done. Yeah, it's settled. I'm on the nose. All right. There's 100%. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. No, I like it. That's good. And I'm just going to have a little saver on uh, the mirror as well for the place. So it's not like me to have two bets on one races, but I'm going to have a crack at it this weekend. I'm going to go Tiptronic on the nose. Take the, the Quinn, mate. Run a Take place. the Quinn. What are you... Baz. Always on the nose. Yeah. Never on the tail. <laughs> <laughs> how was it, kids? That's how, not my how, saying. How was it, kids? That's Don't you start, <laughs> mate. Don't you start, because you gave me a big spiel. Oh, you should take the place, take the place, take the place, and I miss out on eight grand. Thank you, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad's Texan. Brad's Texan on double eight, double three. Get on the mirror for a place, lads.
You're singing from the same song sheet, Brad. Very good. Eh? The mayor runs third. Tiptronic wins, so I've got to find something. I'm going to take the field for second. There you go. The field for second and the field for fourth. Smart punting. Real greedy. Yeah. Yeah. Tiptronic <laughs> field, the mayor field. How aggressive is that punting? All righty, 8.30 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're in the final furlong of our week. Group 1 weekend, there's many good horses coming up. We're going to coast ourselves into the weekend as well. Later on in the hour, we've got Smitty, our temper sleep on it with, with the doyen. And then before that, though, we've got the rort that is Izzy and Louie's quiz, which they've maybe <laughs> participated in and made to run second. So we've got that coming up soon. But for now, it's the news with Emma for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ, 26 away from 9 o'clock. 0800 if you want to secure your place in the integral and... Wow, very, very well-officiated Baz and Izzy UFC Fight Club quiz. 0800 You can get on the line now and make sure you are involved. I've got my choices flooring poll results, lads, coming right up. But there's a text here from Jeremy, which says, I hope Joe doesn't get teased <laughs> this weekend like we just got teased by Jamie Richards' tips that he was about to give us. I agree, Jeremy. I, I hope as well. And you know what? Baz did say we would find the mail, so we've got it. We went and got it. Jamie's been good enough, as he always is, to declare a couple for us or at least give us a steer, and this is what he said. Maven Bell and Ballon Rouge if the rain doesn't come. They're both short enough. Why don't you multi them together and get about four bucks or so? Have a little nibble at that. Mm. Have a little nibble mm. at that, Jeremy. That's one for you. And there's another text here. Uh, a, a bloke's got a couple of racehorses. Um, Franco Indy running tomorrow night and Chase, had Chase, had Chase Auckland as well. My tip tomorrow is Coventina Bay, Kevin Suburbs, Newland Cricket. Well, good on you, Kev. Appreciate that, mate. Good luck with all of your punting. Now, the choices flooring poll today, boys, was what's the biggest fight of the weekend? Izzy Adesanya, Robert Whitaker, Levante on Trevier up the straight at Tarapa, or could it be Philadelphia versus the Nets? I've just traded Ben Simmons for Joe Allen Bede. Or, and in a canter, I must say, hands and heels, the obvious choice <laughs> was Joe versus his emotions. Baz and Izzy both declared it. The punters have spoken. That is the fight of the weekend. I'll be firmly in your corner, Joe, giving you the cold spates out of the Paddington tap and making sure that you're pumped up, oh. my stallion son. We will be okay. We will forge on throughout the weekend. <laughs> How good is that, mate? That everyone is caring for you, Joe. Let, let's get a reply. Let's get a writer reply from you, Joe. How like are you feeling okay? Yeah, I'm feeling better now. I want to thank everyone. It was a bit rough to start the morning, you know, and uh, look, the the banter wasn't always kind, but it's, it's really softened up now, and I really appreciate the words from the boys in the studio and everyone out there. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no. oh, there you go. Beautiful, he, Joe. He's happy. He's thank happy. you, Joe. He's happy, Louie. <laughs> All right, is is tell me your mm. your bet for the weekend, Louis. I want you. To, you're going to have one too, okay? So before we get off to our uh, to the ads, I want to I want to hear your your bet for the weekend. Okay, I've done a multi. I've done a multi, and I've I've 
Shockwave. together. So I've gone <laughs> Tarapa. I've gone Tarapa. So I'm in Tarapa. I've gone Ballon Rouge to win. $2.20. Tiptronic to win. six fifty. Into Entrevier to win at $2. Returning $32. And I'll put a wee flutter on that one. So I'm going to do that one for there. And then I'm going to go to Australia. And I'm going to put Espiona very elegant. And uh, probably into one as well. So that's, those are, that's my multi. Maltese for the weekend. I like that. I like that one. What about you, Louis? Yeah, look, I found That's the t- I found the Tarapa card um, pretty tricky, Baz, to be honest, and I, I need to sit down later this Arvo and really dig into it. I think you're right. Your gut is right around the chosen one, and that's why I was shocked that they opened it at two dollars ten. Like I understand the fo- I understand the class, um, and I understand winning form, but second up, and and the trainers have said so themselves. They don't even know why he doesn't perform second up. So two dollars ten, I would need that to be about four dollars ten. I don't know if it's going to be Vernon Me, Royal Performer, Harlick, Tiptronic, or the Mir, but one of these is going to run a really good race. Coventina Bay at that distance is still a bit short for me at 380, but I think I'm probably going to go for either Royal Performer, Harlick, or Vernon Me at the odds, and I just don't know which one yet, so that's a bit no good for you. Uh, I've got a multi, though. I've got a multi. I'm actually in Australia this week. I've got Espiona. Mm. And I've got Snapdancer in race nine. Snapdancer ran a huge race up in the Gold Coast. J-Mac is back on, $3.50. I think you can either put the place in the multi if you want to put it with Espiona, or you could go for the win. And if you wanted to put the place, well, there's another horse you can put in that multi for a place at Caulfield in the group one. This is a really good field, the CF4 stakes. But there are a lot of resuming horses. I'm Thunderstruck, I've said, is a bit undercooked. Behemoth has had a run under its belt and could be right there in the money. Um, I think Sinawan, the favourite, though, with Craig Williams, it's a fit horse now. It ran a huge second to Marabi last start at Mooney Valley, coming all the way around them. So I think you can take that $1.65 and put that in the multi with Snapdancer and Espionia. Sorry, so Espiona, Snapdance, and what was the last one? Cinewan, race eight at in the CF four stakes at Caulfield. Okay, okay. Interesting text come through from Josh here. The chosen one all day long. Two second up runs in New Zealand ran first and second. Every other second up run has been in, in either Sydney or Melbourne. Good info. Oh, take mm. your point. Take your point. But you can have your two dollars ten. I'm going elsewhere. Uh, I've gone uh, a very wide multi. This may surprise you both. Um, I've gone for a six-leg multi. Um, I'm going to <laughs> Make it seven. Espiona, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, I told you, I like to yeah. run down the wicket and try and slog them over the top, okay? Yeah. If you want someone yeah, that's going to poke and prod and hang in there, love it. get someone else. If you want to try and rip, rip one over the Never fence, fear the air. there's no fielders up there. Espiona. Espiona. Race seven, Ramwick. Race five, Ramwick. Yee Yee. Also, J Mac in the saddle. Ooh, Chris yeah. Waller trained. Yeah. Race nine, Caulfield. Probabil. Awapuni. Yeah. Race seven, the Hot Hand. Alambra. Alambra Lad. Race eight, Awapuni. The Hot Hand of Alan Sherrick. Our Hail Mary. And then Tarapa Group One. Race seven, Herbie Dyke. Tiptronic. So there's a six leg multi. $50 on returns you $17,886.96. Come on, Bezza. Come yeah. on, Bezza. And it will be my shout if that gets up, okay? 
<laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. You got a yes. dare to dream. Oh. Remember that? Dare to dream. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Yes. Hey, one thing, one thing, the other thing I was thinking, we've got some very good sponsors here on the Baz Nizzy for breakfast. We'll call them partners. Baz Nizzy for breakfast. Mm. I was thinking like a bit of retail therapy for you, Joe. You could always head down old Kubota and get yourself a little, you know, sort of a little tractor or something just to plot around on, just to give yourself a bit of relief. If that doesn't work, you can head over to the chemist warehouse and get yourself a couple of paracetamol and ibuprofen to take care of things. Right, 8.41 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We'll be back on the other side with our Masashi quiz. Well, it's Izzy's quiz, really. Izzy and Louie, they've got some sort of rock going. Actually. and is his UFC Fight Club quiz. Thanks to Musashi Energy Drinks, Energy Amplified, fueling Carlos Olberg at UFC 271. Oh yes, Musashi Energy Drinks, fueling Carlos Olberg at UFC 271. A lot of texts we're going to get to in a minute and a lot of them want to know what we're punting again. We will get that out to you very soon, but for now... It is time for our UFC quiz. Give yourself a chance to win the Masashi prize pack worth $50. We need your help. We need your callers on the phone. I've got my caller, Mitchell. He's going to help me out on Team Baz. Is he? <laughs> You're all alone. Maybe you could get Louis, send you two, put this quiz together. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> maybe Louis Give can help you in the background. What do you reckon? That's a good idea. The well, Louis and his, Louis oh, and his take on. on Mitchell and Baz. What do you reckon, Mitchell? I reckon it's a pretty good bet. We're going to take this though, Baz. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Is, oh, Bring look, it. You've, you've got Bring it. Okay. All right, let's do it. Is he? Is he? Let's go. Obviously, I can't be <laughs> yeah. in the quiz because I've got the answers, but is he? You're pretty much, you're 1v2. Oh, this is kind of oh, like what, one of those. <laughs> well, has, Kez, has Kez seen the quiz? Kez, have you seen the quiz? Jesus, sort of. <laughs> but it doesn't and, work. And no, Joe's, you're on your own. Joe's elsewhere, so I'm on my own. All okay, right. let's go. Okay, well, Izzy, because you're on your own, you get the first no no coin flip. There's a handicap today. You get the first question. Sweet as. How yeah. many okay. how many city kickboxing athletes are there at U- UFC two seven one? Like need a bit of clarity. Are they fighting or at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fighting. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Google guy. Oh, Google guy. Yeah. All right, 1-0 Izzy. 1-0 Izzy. Mitch and Baz on the back foot. All right, here we go, Mitch. You first, <laughs> and then we can go to Baz. Which heavyweight boxer has shared respects and compliments with Israel Adesanya over the past 24 hours? Ooh, and don't overthink it. We're talking heavyweight. We're talking like the creme de la creme. Straight up, bro. Come on, not Oh, you want to just jump on their back, Louie, or what? <laughs> Good Izzy. work. Izzy. Good work, Mitchell. Izzy, you've got this, bro. You got the first. Right. Here we go. Which decade right. was the UFC launched in? Hmm. <sighs> I'm going to need an answer. Nine... 90s. Oh, uh, Google guy, what? I, I can see his oh, hands. Standing up, you can see me. There's a daisies in the background with the computer going. <laughs> <laughs> flicking around the screen. On, He's trying bro. to give off the impression. What do you got, Mitchell? That's a rule. Level it up for us, Mitchell. <laughs> all right. How did Izzy Adesanya beat Robert Whitaker in their first fight? 
What start? What was the method of victory? Yeah. Second round TKO, mate. Oh, that'll do. Yes, Mitchell. Go right. on, son. Hey, Izzy, this is your chance. You're on mm. match point. Okay. You can win it here. Yeah, bye. Which Brazilian yeah. fighter did Conor McGregor knock out famously in 30 sec- 13 seconds? Ah. Uh, Five. Oh, three. Two. Three. No, it's not. Shush, 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 shush. Ah. One. Mitchell, right around you, mate. And to take the Musashi. Oh, mate. Google it. I'm not Googling like you, mate. It's uh, Jose Aldo. It's got to be Jose Aldo. Yes, Mitchell. I knew that one. I watched that fight too. Waste of money. (laughs) Bloody hell. Now, well done. Well, we've got to let you win, bro. I can't win $50. I don't need it. Yeah, here's the tip. You would have taken taken the prize back anyway, Mitchell. Congratulations, brother. (sighs) Shot, Mitchie. Cheers, lad. Thanks, yeah, well done. <laughs> well done. That's a Masashi oh. Energy Drinks Energy Amplifier fueling Carlos Alberg at UFC 271. $50 Masashi prize pack Jose going Mitchell's Alba. way. Good fight, though. Had well done. Face in my... you, you're strong there. Had his face, strong. Had his face in my mind because I watched that fight. I booked it. I, was in, I knew exactly where I was. And I watched it. We real quick. I was up and about. Knocked him straight out. Um, but yeah. Well done to Mitchell, mate. Well done to Mitchell. Awesome. Thanks to the team at yep. Musashi Bears. And watch it. So yep. we're going to give what our What does that mean? Three. We're going to give a... Three, two to me, is it? Three, two. Okay. We're, we're only here for four days, later. so... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> multis. Uh, Izzy had three or two multis. Espiona, Very Elegant, Probabil. His other one, Ballon Rouge, Tiptronic, and Trivier. And then Louis had uh, one multi. Espiona, Snapdancer, Cinewan. And then I had a six-leg multi which Goose was keen to hear. He said, I missed the start of that multi Baz. Where can I find it so I can swing for the fence? Well, get swinging, Goose. It's Espiona into Yee Yee, into Probabel, into Alambra Lad, into Our Hell Mary, into Tiptronic. There you go. $50 will return you $17,886.96. And that would be enough for old Joey to head down to the chemist warehouse and get himself a little bit of cologne for the weekend get back on the horse. We'll be back very soon with Temper. Sleep on it with Ian Smith, the voice of sport.